the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I shared with you in hour number one of the Bruce Hooley Show that a report from the American Enterprise Institute did a deep dive on the salary structure at Ohio State and discovered that our home university pays 132 people a collective sum of $13.4 million annually in salary and benefits to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. 132 people, $13.4 million a year. So I did a Google search for stories related to that, and I wanted to find out if anybody was taking issue with it, uh, those who were supporting it, and the divergent opinions at those two ends of the spectrum. I'm not afraid to view, read, process, analyze opinions that differ from my own. My initial response to this is, what nonsense? Diversity, equity, and inclusion is, to use a term the left uses all the time, a dog whistle for reverse racism. It is a way to put lipstick on the pig of reverse racism. Uh, Not surprisingly, uh, the response that uh, the Ohio Star, which is Jack Windsor's media organization, a truth-telling organization, not the, not surprisingly, the response that the Ohio Star received from the official Ohio State spokesman, Benjamin Johnson, was to push back on this, which is a familiar tactic of the left, which is, why are you making a big deal about this? <laughs> I mean, you got 132 people making $13.4 million, like, kind of a big deal, kind of a significant expense. Uh, ben Johnson... Uh, with whom I have had cordial uh, email exchanges over the years. He's always been very responsive to the information that I have requested, as long as that information is um, required to be disclosed to me by law. I've never had any issues with Ben Johnson. Um, He says that, um, what's the big deal? We pay $3 billion a year in salaries. It's really not that much of a share of what we spend. It's $13.4 million. That's a lot of money. That's taxpayer money. This is one of those rare occasions where Ohio State can't dismiss your concerns about what they're spending on athletics by saying, oh, athletics is self-generating. As if that's an excuse. As if like, yeah, we're wasting money, you know, but, and you know, you guys pay the money for tickets so we can waste it. I mean, that has more veracity to it than just saying, ah, we spend $3 billion a year on salaries. What do you care if we spend $13 million a year on diversity, equity, and inclusion? Here's the quote from Ben Johnson. If you write about university spending, you'll need to provide context for any dollar figures you have. 
Ohio State's fiscal year 2022 budget projects to $8.4 billion in revenue and $7.9 billion in spending. This reminds me of the Patrick Ewing defense. Patrick Ewing was a basketball player with the New York Knicks, and he was caught in a scandal one year where basketball players, when they go through Atlanta, would frequent this particular strip club. And Patrick Ewing got called into court to testify about the astronomical sums of money that he was spending on strippers. And he said, well, sure, we we spend a lot of money, but we, we make a lot of money, too. No, actually, he said it the other way. <laughs> sure, we make, a lot, we make a lot of money, but we spend a lot of money, too. So, in other words, our spending justifies our high salaries. No amount of wasteful spending, Mr. Johnson and Ohio State, is justified by the, by the fact that you spend a lot. So, I wanted to know, what are we getting? What are we getting for our $13.4 million, 132 people working on diversity, equity, inclusion? Well... Thankfully, in my Google search, I came upon an opinion piece published on December the 9th, less than a week ago, by three professors at Ohio State who are working on, if not if not wholly involved in furthering diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Their names are Dr. Don Pope Davis, Dean of the College of Education and Human Ecology. Dr. James L. Moore III, Vice Provost for Diversity and Inclusion and Chief Diversity Officer at Ohio State. Wow, he's at the top of the list on the diversity pay scale. And Dr. Donna Y. Ford, a Distinguished Professor of Education and Human Ecology. Okay. So here's their paper. Entitled, Time Will Tell. Three Black Scholars Ponder the American Psychological Association's Apology for Silence and Complicity in Perpetuating Racism. Mm. Well, I mean, if you've, if you've perpetuated racism, you should apologize. You should make that right. So I could not wait to read this and find out what our highly paid, distinguished Ohio State professors have to say about this deplorable accentuation and emphasis on an upholding of racism. They blame standardized testing. And I will say this paper is very comprehensive. They blame standardized testing for its role in perpetuating racism in education. And they are very comprehensive. Do you th- who do you think they, where do you think they started with this paper? You think they started with, I don't know, 1950s? No. They went back to the early 1900s, not in America, in France. The historical proliferation of these assessments was spurred in part by French schools in the early 1900s. So we're racist because of the French. Uh, They continue. Problematically, intelligence, aptitude, and achievement tests are still used with dismissiveness. This continues a legacy of blatant disregard for cultural, linguistic, and environmental influences in children's development. So here's what they're contending. They're contending that intelligence, aptitude, and achievement tests are unfair because they have standards of grammar 
and that those standards of grammar are not practiced in minority communities. So for you to grade them as inferior or unacceptable indicates racism on your part. That is the argument they are making. I do not subscribe to that argument because here's what they never tell you. They never say that a white student who does not have good language skills or good math skills is not going to get the job they are seeking, just like the minority candidate who does not have good English, math, and other skills is not going to get that job. It's not a factor of color. They only focus, these academic types, only focus on the people who look like them, who they feel an overwhelming compulsion to represent. They're not in it to represent all students. I would presume if you're a teacher at Ohio State, a professor at Ohio State, you you are there to teach everyone. I will not dispute that the majority of the students who are taking diversity, equity, inclusion classes, well, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't assume. I was going to say most of them probably are minorities because well, why, why would you not enter a field that is fertile with job possibilities, right? Is there a major corporation out there now that has the, the, the moral courage to stand against the satanic leanings of seeing everybody according to whatever group they fit in. The Bible that I read, the faith that I subscribe to, says there is neither Jew nor Greek, which means you're either Jewish or you're not. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, which also is an all-encompassing delineation between two groups of people, male or female. So basically, Paul is three times illustrating the point that I don't care what group you think you're in, we are all the same in Christ, in Christ Jesus. God views us all the same. He views us all individually. This is why I say that the DEI movement, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is an evil movement. It's feet are rooted in evil because it compartmentalizes people into groups by how they look, by their ethnicity, by their color. And the people who are engaged in this are people who, of course, are not going to tell you the truth about it because that would mess up their hustle. They're not going to devalue the field that they are in because they're being highly compensated in that field. And the lion's share of companies in the United States are climbing over each other to hire them. Upper Arlington hired a DEI officer. Olin Tangi hired three. If you can't get a job at Ohio State, you can get hired at a local school. If you can't get hired at a local school, you can get hired at a local company. I get it. It's a great hustle. It just doesn't have any basis in fact or in truth. They want more than they have. And, I mean, I'm guaranteeing you that these three professors, probably by the standards of you and I, they have a lot. They've done well. They spend their life criticizing a system that has rewarded them handsomely. 
And they will claim that they care. Well, you know, I care about my fellow man that's not been rewarded as handsomely as I have. No, I don't think you really do. Because anytime you complain about a subset of people who are disadvantaged, it is always only and exclusively people who look like you or who are a part of your group. If you were out there advocating for kids from Appalachia, kids from the hilltop, who aren't of your same ethnicity or race, then I might listen to your argument. But I won't listen to your argument because it is clearly an argument that turns a blind eye to things that no person can change about themselves, like their ethnicity, like their race. Did a little deep dive into the top people at Ohio State who are paid a portion of the $13.4 million that OSU devotes to the 132 employees who work on diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. This is a uh, star, a feather in the cap of Christina Johnson. Not surprised that she would prize this. Uh, She is, of course, a member of the LGBTQ community. And Ohio State has increased its number of minority students. I think that's good. I think we should make a great education available to more people. Where I stop being a happy passenger on that train is when the gains are wrapped in a conversation where standards that have applied forever and ever and ever and ever are demonized because certain people cannot rise up to meet them. Standards are not bad, okay? Uh, For instance, USA Today was mocked and should have been for a headline on December the 9th. The headline read, Is Math Racist? Huh? How could 1 plus 1 equals 2 be racist? Well, the reason math could be racist in the eyes of USA Today, in the eyes of the academic types who took that position and take that position, as these three educators from Ohio State do, that standardized tests are racist and discriminatory, is because certain people who look like them can't do it. It's left unsaid, always, that there are people who do not look like them, who also cannot do it. Okay? I know there's this popular thought out there, and it's popular because it absolves individuals of blame that it's somehow hateful to say that some people have more talent than others. Listen, there are radio hosts who are way better than me. There are writers who are way better than me. I do not resent their abilities. I do not feel like I was cheated because they have those abilities and I do not. Rather, I choose to expose myself to their abilities in the hopes that I will be impacted by their abilities, better able to produce similar kinds of insight and analysis and eloquence on my own, 
or to just benefit from exposure to those ideas. See, when we get into this thing that, well, somebody else has the ability to go through an education system and achieve at a higher level than I can, then there must be something flawed about that system. That is overwhelmingly the conclusion of the DEI movement in schools, that if there is unequal outcome, there must be unequal opportunity. That is just not true. That is just not true. Equal opportunity will never guarantee equal outcome. Not possible. Not possible because people have different innate gifts. God has made us all unique and special and worthwhile. He has not made us all equal in ability. We are all equal in his sight, in terms of our value to him. But he does gift us with different amounts of ability because why? He has an individual mission for each one of us to accomplish. Now, if I decided that I wanted to be a research scientist, I honestly don't know if I could do that. I would assume my desire to be that would fuel some greater interest in it than I currently have, but I can't think of any possible way that I could handle even the best teaching, even the best training, even the most advantaged exposure to learning and instruction. I don't see how I could ever advantage that into the kind of achievement in that field that other people have had. Would that be because I was discriminated against? No, I was in fact given the best training possible in this scenario that I'm painting for you. I just don't have the desire. I don't have the interest. I don't have the work ethic. I don't have the drive, determination, whatever it is. We've gotten into the business of professional excuse making. A large part of that is what sustains the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement. It is really not inclusive. It is really racist because it presumes that we should do away with the standards because the standards stop people. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 